0: Hey, this is mo and this is sarah and you're listening to the podcast bird shit. we started this podcast to share our love of birding with other enthusiastic birders in the world guys welcome to bird shit we're here to talk about food our second favorite subject after sex sex and food <laughs> oh wait actually do we like food more than sex
1: i like food more than bad sex okay and so kind of
0: i don't know i i feel like food might take
1: the Take the cake. the cake for me. Sex takes the cake for me, but I like cake. Let's be real. I'm a big fan of cake.
0: Cake by the ocean. Uh,
1: good song. <laughs> it's definitely a good pump up jam.
0: No, you know what that's about, right? Sex. Okay, good. I just want to make sure, like, yeah. Yeah. Cake, cake is sex, and so therefore I think it's okay that...
1: We like them equally? Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. Well, now that yeah. we've gotten that debate out of the way, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about bird food and feeders um and what you can use to attract birds to your yard or just help supplement their little bodies
0: their little baby birdie bodies their little
1: baby birdie bodies
0: (laughs) yeah we really wanted to we we had a recent episode about how to attract birds with plants and and other kind of native ways to attract birds to your yard using um i guess plants Plants. that was really it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that it's pretty much a plant-only episode. But guess what? There are other ways you can get birds to your yard, and one of those ways is by feeding them because birds love food almost as much as we love food. And as we also know, birds like sex as much as we like sex. So I think we're actually – this is maybe why we relate to birds so much, Sarah.
1: We are birds. And, like, I think it's funny, too, because the phrase – you eat like a bird implies that you know, you're know you very peckish, you don't eat a lot, but birds eat a ton of food. Yeah. So the phrase you eat like a bird is, n- is not accurate in the way it's intended to be because they eat a ton of food. They love to eat. They're eating all the time.
0: Yeah. So we're going to cover different feeder types that, that exist in the world to attract different kinds of birds, as well as different food types that you should consider. And then even a few preferred foods that we know about for specific birds that are just kind of like nice to mention. And then some important considerations about feeding birds in your yard. But first, let's start off with a little birds in the news, birds in the news.
1: Birds in the news, birds, in the news. Okay, we're gonna get a great sometime. Someday that
0: song will be a song. We all know how much Sarah loves conspiracy theories.
1: Almost as much as Mo loves necrophilia.
0: <laughs> oh sick bird on the podcast look at you doing that live so i can't even retort it no girl i got it i got it good
1: that like second beer really helped me bring the heat to the kitchen wait is that what you
0: did in the, that what you did when you were like i have to go get some water you actually just downed a beer
1: no i was talking about the beer i had earlier at the festival oh, okay
0: because when we took our break i actually just went and ate like 12 baby pickles
1: <laughs> Oh, dude, I had guac salsa, Evidence as of this empty <laughs> container full of guac salsa.
0: Uh, I just really want chips, but there's no chips in my house.
1: Dude, I want, tw- I want 12 baby pickles. I want some gherkins.
0: Okay, but look, here's the thing. Like, these pickles actually expired two days ago.
1: They're pickled. It's
0: fine. Okay, but think about it. Have you ever seen a pickle jar with an expiration date that's past that <laughs> expiration date? I feel like these pickles have been in my fridge for too long in the fact that they've actually expired and i still have no self-restraint and i still ate them
1: they're pickled it means that they're like very well conserved you're fine
0: okay well i just ate pickles from world war ii but <laughs> we're fine we're fine we're milwaukee's fine. best thanks
1: Ooh, good
0: hashtag midwest okay so going back to uh conspiracy theories and necrophilia and our snacking on this podcast the audubon society has announced that there's a fresh new conspiracy theory that's making the rounds the upfront slogan quote birds aren't real is a somewhat new theory about the cia replacing about 12 billion birds between the years of 1959 and 1971 with poison dropped by b-52 bombers huh
1: sorry that doesn't make sense nope (laughs) <laughs> okay
0: okay i was like they replaced birds with poison this is no okay. you know what i just felt like rod burgundy when he was like just like reading the cues that came up and i'm just like i'm just gonna fucking read these words that sarah wrote in our podcast notes okay um, hold on okay so this conspiracy theory is based on this this movement in which people are claiming the cia took out about 12 billion birds And they were eradicated between the years of 1959 and 1971 using B-52 bombers that were stocked with poison. And then after removing the birds, they exchanged the birds with avian-like robots that could be used to surveil Americans all over the country. Obviously, that's where Americans live. Americans all over. The birds don't follow you you when you go overseas. So this conspiracy theory was originally developed because that's how theories are developed, by a student at the University of Memphis in Tennessee, Peter McIndoe, whose ideas spread after initial interest on Instagram. The theory has its own Reddit page, which is pretty delightful if you like a good laugh. It's mostly boasting pictures of birds and one that has a really intricate drawing about how all of the recording material fits into a pigeon and even a really cute picture of an owl and a duckling in the same tree hole. Ah. There's also this brilliant new billboard in Memphis with the phrase birds aren't real printed directly on it, which is a pretty hilarious waste of someone's money versus an actual true bird leaver. What is a bird leaver?
1: Like a, like a believer in the theory. I tried to be creative and called them bird leavers. Like people who like Justin Bieber are called believers or something.
0: These are bird leavers, but they're actually anti bird bird leavers because they don't believe in birds. We're bird leavers.
1: They're true bird leavers in the fact that they don't believe birds are real.
0: Okay, so they're non-bird leavers.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Because if you're okay. a bird leaver, that means you believe in the bird. Because oh, if, you are, okay. if you're a believer, uh-huh. you believe in the beeb.
1: Oh, okay, so a bird leaver believes birds are real, and a non-bird leaver believe birds are robots. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So these Got non-bird leavers... Anyways, while the theory itself claims that these cute little creatures singing in your yard might actually be spying on you, the director of public relations at the American Bird Conservancy states, quote, anything that gets people talking about birds is a good thing. Apparently, he's never listened to our podcast. <laughs>
1: nope. Nope. nope, he has not. No,
0: he has not. So even though any press is good press, you know, it's probably not that great to just say that birds are dead, cold hunks of spine metal that are nesting in our trees.
1: So that was a really good conspiracy theory, Mo. Well, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's talking about birds.
0: I'm glad you love talking about this conspiracy theory.
1: I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny that people believe that like birds are robots. When we have drones that obviously are like spying things and those look like shit they do not look real at all
0: you know maybe the problem is that kids don't spend enough time outside these days and so they look at drones and they're like that's the weirdest (laughs) bird i've ever seen because they don't see enough real birds
1: that's totally possible speaking of real birds our next story is about a little (laughs) newspaper wait wait wait. we're not talking about
0: (laughs) fake birds and birds in the news we're going back to real bird stories (laughs) only
1: we're doing a real bird story. So this article, um, I'm going to give you some background on why I started this article. We went to the Detroit Zoo. And at the Detroit Zoo, there is a giant tree that is host to about 50 night heron nests.
0: Black crowned night herons.
1: Yes, black crowned night herons. Really cool to see. Um, you can get super close. They have a ton of nestling uh, chicks right now. It was super cool to see. Um, they're very loud. And they were pooping everywhere. Like, I didn't stand directly under the tree because it was just poop everywhere. So, I came across this amazing article that kind of talks about the same thing. So, this article is from the Virginian Pilot. And it is titled, In Norfolk's Freemason Neighborhood, It's Rain and Poop. It's rain and poop. (laughs) Hallelujah, it's rain rain and poop. poop. So, um, Night Heron's. Are the perpetrators? So, at this one block stretch of College Place in the epicenter of the feces city, it has at least 10 nests in this one area for the short, stocky herons, and people are like really, really, really upset about it. So, some quotes from the article are: The streets are painted, and they paint the cars with poop, said Bill Candler. I know birds poop on cars, it's not a new phenomenon, but this is not the normal situation. So this article is actually really, really hilarious, and it actually talks about how um, because of the consistency of the acidity in uh, their urine and poop, it actually can eat away your car, and it notes that on one house roof was destroyed by roosting vultures, and in 2011, the roof of a California gas station collapsed because of pigeon excrement which is kind of insane. Jeez. But it's really nice to read these quotes from people. Like it sounds like their lives are hell. Here are some of the quotes. We can't even open our windows on a nice spring day. Quote, they still sit on the deck or they sit on the window still. It's all over everything. It stinks. They're noisy and constantly crapping. Like I fucking love these birds right now because they're making this like town's life. a hell. It is so funny. And it talks about how the streets has been cleaned by the city, but recent droppings still dotted the road in dried white explosions on the dark pavement. And they talk about, too, how at one time um, they had raccoons come in and actually kick the family out. So now people are talking about getting, like, raccoons to in the area to hopefully kick the birds out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And these birds are protected under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918, so they cannot be harassed, harmed, or killed at any time.
0: Oh, wait. The Migratory Bird Treaty Act. I thought you said the Bird Tree Act, as in, like, if a bird is in a tree, you (laughs) cannot disturb it. I was like, that would be the most badass rule ever.
1: (laughs) If that bird is in a tree, you best leave. That bird is not leaving. You have to leave him alone right
0: now. If the bird's in the tree, you let him be.
1: Yeah, so people are using tinsel and balloons to keep the birds off their railings, but apparently, like, the birds are just shitting on everything. They have, like, several pictures of cars, and people getting angry and pointing at the birds in the trees, and these cars are covered in shit. Like, absolutely covered. So I just thought this was pretty funny. I mean, our podcast is called Bird Shit, so why not talk about an article that's literally all about pooping?
0: It's about poop.
1: I suggest you do not live in a neighborhood that has some night herons nesting nearby because they will shit all over your stuff. And that's night herons. They're super cool birds.
0: All right, let's get into the heart of this episode. Talk about some bird feeders. Talk about some bird food. All the things that kind of make bird shit, I guess, actually.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about that. The
0: origin of that. So first, we just want to run through a couple different bird feeder types since there are a lot of different feeders that you can put in your yard and we're just going to kind of run through the list in like a very basic way. To start off with we're going to talk about the large hopper. A hopper feeder is basically a platform that has some walls and a roof that kind of forms like a little protection for the seed against the weather. Large hoppers attract a lot of different species of feeder birds and they allow larger species like doves and unfortunately grackles to come into the space and feed uh, on the seed that's on the platform. So if you want to include discourage these larger birds that tend to be a little more common and sort of feeder aggressive, we suggest you try using a smaller hopper feeder, which we'll talk about in a little bit. After the large hopper, there is the large tube feeder. So a large tube feeder is a hollow cylinder that's often made of plastic and it has multiple feeding ports and perches sort of alongside the cylinder. These are really good if you want to keep seed pretty dry since the seed's sort of enclosed in the tube. And these feeders have little tiny short perches that accommodate smaller birds like finches, but they don't allow any of the larger birds like grackles and jays to sort of sit on there and feed. The size of the feeding ports also varies. So depending on what type of seed that you want to put in there and what kind of birds you want to attract, uh, you can keep that in mind when thinking about the kind of ports and perches that are on the side. Another very different type of feeder are nectar feeders so these are really popular to attract uh, things like hummingbirds or different nectar feeder birds they are specifically designed to dispense nectar through these little tiny holes and it, it holds the liquid kind of in like a top tube part. When you're choosing a nectar feeder, make sure you choose one that's really easy to take apart and clean because these should really be washed frequently. Uh, you can just throw them in the dishwasher and keep them clean, but because they're all sticky and they have all that nectar and like sugar water in them, you want to keep those clean so all those little cute little hummingbirds keep coming back.
1: The next one is a pretty plain one. It's called a platform. Platform feeder is any raised flat surface on which bird food is spread out. Um, It should have plenty of drainage holes because it's a flat open surface. You don't want water accumulating in there. And if you put a roof on it, it'll actually help keep it a little dry. Placed near the ground, they're more likely to attract doves and sparrows, um, but they can attract a wide variety of birds as well. The next one we have is the small hopper. Mo talked about the larger hopper, but a small hopper is a platform upon which walls and roofs are built, forming a hopper that protects the seats against the weather. Small hoppers, um, unlike the large one, will attract smaller birds, and it will prevent those grackles from comfortably perching and monopolizing the feeder. Another one is the small tube feeder. So like Mo mentioned, a tube feeder is a hollow cylinder made of plastic often that has multiple holes drilled in it. These small tube feeders will accommodate small birds such as finches, and the size of the feeding ports can vary depending on what type of seed you want to use.
0: Another cool, interesting type of cage is a suet cage. This is actually the one that I have in my house. Uh, Suets are basically just... some basically like little square cages that sort of like crimp together and you put the suet bricks inside. And these can be placed in an onion bag or a specially made cage. I prefer the cage just because I find it easier to use and wash. Suet can also be tied to trees or smeared into knot holes, which sounds like something else. Oh my God. Smeared into knot holes?
1: I'm only putting some suet in my knot holes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Have you ever seen suet when it gets like sort of melted? Uh Yeah, that's not helping my analogy here at all. Yeah, no,
1: it is. It looks just like what you want it to.
0: (laughs) All right. The great thing about suet cages is that they are only accessible from the bottom, which tends to keep starlings away, but allows other cool birds like woodpeckers or nuthatches and chickadees to feed by uh, sort of clinging to the cage and, and hanging upside down. If you do have a suet cage, make sure the lid is super secure so that no animals can get stuck inside. Because that's like a really bad way to go down. It's like, like you're just trying to enjoy your meal and it kills you.
1: Actually, it's probably not a terrible way to go, but... The final way, obviously... Um, if you don't have a feeder, but you still want to provide a resource to birds is to throw it on the ground. A lot of songbirds like sparrows and fox sparrows and many towhee species will rarely land on a feeder, but they will go for that readily fallen seed. So if you want already have a feeder, just make sure you add a little bit on the ground to help feed those species as well.
0: It's the easiest way. You're just like the, the bird lady in Mary Poppins.
1: Or the one, uh, the pigeon lady in Home Alone.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Better reference for sure. She's just
1: throwing it. She's just making it rain everywhere. Uh, now that we've talked about feeder types, we're going to talk about food types. But a little warning from the website called The Spruce. An initial mistake that you can make is buying bird seed for the type of birds that you want to attract versus birds that you're already seeing in your area. We note this because you want to make sure that you're feeding local birds. Because once other birds notice that there's a food source here, they're naturally inquisitive. And since they're looking for resources, they'll also come to investigate themselves. So this would allow you to build a bird following with your local birds. And then once you've established a feeding ground, you can start adding in other bird seeds or bird feed types for the birds that you want to eventually see.
0: So like think globally, but feed locally.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a really uh, sad phrase, but let's use it for birds only. Birds only. With that, we're going to talk about some bird food types. So keep in mind what types of birds you're already seeing in your yard versus those you'd like to eventually see. And we'll give you guys some ideas for what you can feed them. The first one is black sunflower seeds. So this is very popular amongst chickadees, house finches, titmice, jays, grosbeaks, cardinals, sparrows, nut hatches, woodpeckers, doves.
0: Holy shit, like basically
1: every bird. <laughs> every bird will eat this. The shelled version is smaller and easier for the smaller birds to eat, which I would like to say is my preference um, because the shells create quite a mess because the birds just split them apart and they really don't. Um, disintegrate or work themselves into the earth very quickly so keep in mind if you're feeding birds in the city if you want to save yourself a little time with the cleanup pay a little extra for the shelled version otherwise you're going to be picking up sunflower seed shells all the time
0: or you're going to be attracting possums like you did
1: yeah, I did attract a possum, which was super cute. It was like a tiny little baby possum and it came and ate all the little shells, which was adorable. So if you want to do that too, you can. But I'm not saying that you necessarily want to because you could end up with raccoons or rats. Yay. My
0: preferred food that I like to feed my birds are suet cakes. It is cool because you can make your own if you want to buy tallow or animal fat from the store. And you can melt it down and add some birdseed into it. So you can kind of become like a bird feeding chef which is kind of cool. You can also buy these in the store. They have a lot of different varieties available, and and depending on the seed that's in there, it will attract different kinds of birds as well. Uh, The nice thing about the animal fat, though, is that it doesn't contain any chemical ingredients like shortening, and it solidifies a lot better than something like peanut butter, even though birds super into peanut butter, too. You can put suet cakes out year-round, but typically the homemade ones stay a little bit better in the cooler months than the the store-bought ones. And you can attract woodpeckers, chickadees, flickers, nuthatches, starlings. And um, you can also attract other cool birds like wrens and warblers, thrushes, blue jays, titmice, depending on what kind of seed you add into it. And even the ones in the store do a pretty good job of, you know, at least via pictures, you can be like, oh, yeah, like I want to attract that bird. To my yard so I'm gonna buy the one that's 75 cents more than the other one
1: um a final type of bird seed so that we're talk about is um niler which is also known as thistle seed So this is a small seed that's great for attracting finches. This type of seed can go in one of the smaller feeders. Um, Sometimes we didn't really talk about this feeder type, but we use a mesh style sock for these. So they sell them at a lot of bird food stores. Because the thistle seed is so tiny, it's a great way to hold that in there. And it's preferable for clinging birds, which are the type of birds that will eat the seeds. So you're going to attract gold finches, purple finches, red poles, pine siskins and these birds will have no trouble snacking away on this delicious food. We also suggest that you do your research on what's good. A lot of animal food stores have bird seeds in bulk um, and just figure out what works best for you and what kind of birds you want to attract to your yard. Um, I have a variety of types of feeders. I have a mesh one and then I have a normal one that has a basin around it that's just a regular bird feeder. And then I have um, some nailed up suet cakes against our wood fence. So we use a variety of bird feeders, and we generally have those more prevalent in the winter to ensure a winter resource for our birds.
0: Dude, I tell you what, melted suet, I hope yours are in the shade because my feeder isn't in the shade, and I just like can't even keep anything in there in the summer. It just, like, the stuff just melts all to the ground and is super gross.
1: Yeah, no, I do not do that.
0: So even though a lot of birds eat seed, there are some special birds that like specific kinds of food. So Sarah, why don't you tell us about the Orioles?
1: So Orioles are super interested in oranges. So one thing that I do is I will nail some orange peel to a tree and like put some little orange juice on it. And that is something that you can definitely use to attract them to your yard. I also eat the entire orange generally before I do that. So yeah. So a snack.
0: And a you snack can also put oils. out – Like, they actually do prefer, like, orange halves, Baltimore Orioles Ooh. do. Ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah. they like – They like eating the orange like right out of the peel. So you can even just like slice an orange in half and nail that up somewhere or put it in like kind of like so it sets up like a little dish. And another thing the Baltimore Orioles love as well as scarlet tanagers and catbirds are grape jelly. So these like having grape jelly out is a great way to get uh, Baltimore Orioles catbirds, and scarlet tanagers to come to your yard, it is important to make sure that you put them out during migration season. So try to get jelly up in your feeder by April. So migration is kind of in full swing. And even though it might take some time um, for them to find these feeders, once they know that they can rely on them as a source, they will definitely be coming back. There are some really cool feeders out there. They're actually like sort of shaped like a ring. And you can put orange halves on the other side. And there's like a little tray for jelly that keeps ants off of it, too, because God knows you don't want to be attracting ants to anything. But yeah, jelly and, and jelly and oranges. It's like pretty cool little sweet foods you could put out for those fruit eating birds.
1: Woo woo. That sounds delicious. It I would come does. to someone's yard if they put out grape jelly and oranges for me.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of hungry.
1: So those are our quick overviews of the types of food. Obviously, if you go to any store, they're going to have some pre-packaged selections. Just make sure that you're reading the ingredients and choosing good feed for the birds in your area. And we'll have some links in the podcast notes as well about where you can learn about the types of foods that birds eat. Um, We do want to do a shout out for some special considerations if you are feeding birds. Um, Just remember to clean your feeders. It prevents the spread of disease and minimizes the risk that birds are going to spread amongst each other.
0: No syphilis here.
1: I know. No bird. Like, birds actually do get a lot of GI bugs. Like, it's one of the most common things that birds get is, like, stomach and GI tract infections. So by keeping them clean, you're helping minimize that spread and yes this does include periodically picking up all of those black sunflower seeds I talked about
0: yeah and just running your your bird feeder through the dishwasher too making sure mm-hmm. everything stays clean Um, Also, if you do stock food during the summer where it's nice and convenient to walk outside on a sunny day and fill up your bird feed, it is important to make sure that you stock your bird feeders in the winter as well. Like Sarah had mentioned, when birds start getting accustomed to knowing where they can get reliable food sources, they lean really heavily on those Um, reliable sources in the winter or whenever it's difficult to find food more naturally. So a well-fed winter bird does mean you'll have a lot more babies and sweet songs in the springtime. So make sure to keep those bird feeders stocked during the winter.
1: And speaking of springtime and summer, it's blazing balls hot out here. So, if you are feeding birds, also consider a water feeder, similar to a food feeder, but just put water in it, or putting out a bird bath as well. I think they are a great resource for birds um, to help them in the heat, either with a water resource or a place to take a bath. And I think they look really nice. I mean, like if you have a really nice garden, adding a bird bath just bumps it up a little, bumps up the real estate. <laughs> birds are like, ooh, there's food. Oh man, there's water. Oh man, this is the life. These are the dicks.
0: These are the digs.
1: These are and the digs that I'm digging. If
0: if anyone were to ever try to sell your house, i would be like, and actually, there's a second unit in the back that's specifically designed for birds. So, in addition to the house that you're purchasing, you get a whole nother house in the back where only the birds come.
1: Oh my god! Actually, why isn't that? It shouldn't be called a yard. It should be called like
0: it's your it's your air bird and bee air. Oh my Airbnb, god! Airbnb. Airbnb bird.
1: This is formerly my yard. I only rent it out to birds now. <laughs> So you can't use it, but thank you for coming over. We'll stay inside.
0: It's got over a hundred five star ratings from all the birds in my neighborhood though, so
1: Yeah, oh my god. If I was a little bit less busy, I probably would make this fake site where I just like wrote birds reviews in my yards and then like, <laughs> come back. Dude,
0: to my that would be so funny. <sighs> ten for ten would visit this yard again.
1: <sighs> ten for ten. This lady walks around naked while she's feeding me. That's a smart thing. Wait,
0: you walk out naked outside?
1: No. It's like in the morning, sometimes I will just open the door if I don't have clothes on and throw Birdseed out into the yard.
0: That makes you sound like a maniac.
1: Dude, I am. I don't like wearing clothes. Jake basically called me a nudist the other day.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure my neighbors saw my boobs the other day. (laughs) I was like closing the (laughs) blinds. I was just like, oh shit, I really should have put a shirt on. (laughs) I hate wearing clothes in the summer in my house because I don't like turning on my air conditioning. It's 78 in my apartment
1: right now. Oh my God, girl. That's so warm. But you probably have a sweatshirt on. I put on a shirt for you. Don't worry. Yeah, I wouldn't want to peer through your blinds and accidentally see your tatas.
0: Oh, God. You know, she hasn't. It was a girl, and she didn't say anything about it, but she was with her fiance. And I think she's probably secretly hoping that he didn't see my boobs because they're so great. She's, <laughs> she'd be like, damn, if my fiance saw that girl's boobs, he would leave me in a minute.
1: I'm glad that your boobs and men are just falling all over you for your <laughs> boobs.
0: It's the one benefit of gaining weight is your boobs start looking bigger.
1: Um, Yeah, that is a huge benefit. I've never had boobs, but all of a sudden my metabolism went away and then my body was like, oh, you don't look like a chunky 12-year-old anymore.
0: What do you look like? Just a chunky 30-year-old? <laughs> like I <Yeah>. don't
1: understand.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. It's like you don't look like this, but.
1: But you look like it aged. You look like a fine wine.
0: Yeah, but you're still at the age where your boobs aren't sagging yet, so it's like primo.
1: Yeah, it is. They will start sagging soon, but right now, no. Well, now that Mo and I have talked about our boobs on the podcast for the probably the 100th time. No, I think that's actually the first time
0: we talked about like our own boobs.
1: Oh, man. I
0: feel like we've only ever talked about boobs
1: sort of like background noise.
0: And actually, let's be real—we talked way more about dicks than we ever have
1: about food. Yeah, no, we just talk about dicks. We don't really talk about anything to do with us. It's mostly just dicks. Honestly, let's be real—we started this podcast for the dicks, not the birds.
0: Yeah, but there's something about dick shit that just doesn't rhyme as well. Doesn't doesn't flow.
1: Mm, no, it doesn't. It just makes me think of anal, which is not. Good. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, not include this in the podcast. It got real raunchy real quick. We're just like, we're like boob stick, anal sex, done. Like, we're just, like, this is our crescendo. We're out.
0: Yep. This podcast climaxed.
1: You couldn't even not, like, do a sexual thing for, like, the end of the conversation to move it into something else. You could to use the word climax.
0: It was too good. I'm an opportunist, and the opportunity was just too good.
1: I'll let you go out on that note, though. Send us off.
0: Thanks. All right. Pulling out of the episode. I can't stop now. I just can't stop. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at podcast. Find us on Twitter at birdshit, Or send us an email, hellobirdshit at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And reminder, we're going to be in Canada this week. So stay tuned to those two platforms on Instagram and Twitter to see where we're going to be. We'd love to meet out with all of our Canadian listeners of which I think there are maybe two, but maybe by the end of it we'll have four. So bring y'all friends, and <laughs> we're gonna talk about birds and probably nothing else related to birds. But uh, we would love to meet you guys and hang out with you in person. If you have got cool places to bird, we'd love to hear about those too.
1: Or if you know of good brew breweries, bre- bre-
0: bre- breweries, because bre- bre-
1: that's that's my more of my interest.
0: Actually, no cocktail bar. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, cocktail. I will. I will drink a cocktail first.
0: Yep, cocktail. Um, we're taking. Yeah. We're taking spirits over <laughs> over. Bruce. We're taking
1: the Holy Spirit over Bruce.
0: <laughs> oh, you want church recommendations too?
1: Yep. Please throw those in the pot. Please
0: let us know where we can resolve our sins from our road trip <laughs> yeah, through Canada.
1: We can make confessions throughout the way as we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need to. Oh Lord, we're gonna need to. Oh, we're gonna need to. Um,
0: uh well. yeah until then though <laughs> what are you laughing about
1: we're just like eh, well sex sin, birds love and life bye <laughs>
0: <laughs> give your eyes to the skies